Hey, this is Seaport Pat, and you're listening to the inaugural edition of the Seaport Pat Show. I have with me Jimmy the Butcher from Butcher Shop, and we're here to delve into a little bit of what's going on in Jimmy's world. Thanks to all the listeners. Um, so, Jimmy, how did you end up uh, coming to Savannah? We have to hold the record? Really? Oh, man. Um, so... Yeah, kind of on a whim, I think, was I, I only had one friend that I that was close to me that I knew had moved out of town. Basically, I come from a little town where a lot of people don't move. Uh, it's Charleston, West Virginia, and uh, or, or a little town just outside of Charleston. And I graduated college. Uh, I was going out and trying to find what I was going to do, what was next, I was working at a uh, uh, TV station. I was doing photography for the news, uh, videography, I guess. What is that, something you went to school for, like mass communication, or you just kind of fell into it? I went to school of? for graphic design and went in, Okay, right on. I graduated from West Virginia State, which is a public university. Okay. Um, and then, uh, not long after I graduated, a, a friend of mine had gotten state, had he was stationed in Savannah, and um, you know, in the army. Very familiar tune. <laughs> yeah, and I just kind of came down to visit. He was like, you know, I said, I have got a place. You want to come and stay here? Try to find a job. And that was basically it. I can't say that I was like immediately smitten with the city or anything, but it was just an opportunity to get out and go somewhere else. Change the scene. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so how did you end up, uh, deciding that you wanted to do a shop here, or? Um, like, I imagine that was a long process. <laughs> I didn't get into you tattooing. You start tattooing here, or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I okay. didn't get into tattooing until I got here. Um, I never thought I would have anything to do with tattooing. I, uh, started hanging out at a tattoo shop when I was working next to it at a restaurant. The old uh, Tony Rome is actually on this block. Oh, okay. So, right on. Yeah. I that shop. So I've been okay. on this on this block for since I started tattooing since since I moved to town. So this Bay Street's been good to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would get off work and I'd go hang out at this tattoo shop, and I really didn't know anybody in town. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was just hanging out there doing art and drawing, and. Uh, Months later, I got the opportunity to, to uh, do an apprenticeship, even though I, it still was kind of something I wasn't sure I would ever want to do. I took it on, and hey, here we go. And I was like, I'm not really a whatever, right? So it was the kind of thing. It was like, here's a here's an opportunity. Let's go with it. I'm gonna do it. It doesn't really matter. If it was the thing that I wanted to do, or the right or wrong, it was like this is just this is what it is now. Go with the flow. Yeah. <laughs> so and then uh, I did that. I worked with the guy who apprenticed me until 2008. When we, well, actually until 2010 probably because we opened, we moved this shop down into the shop together. Right. And uh, and then he split, and then I changed it to the butcher. Okay. So that was 2011. 
seven years. Like I said, it sounds like Bay Street's been pretty good to you. Yeah. So you were recently on Ink Master. Want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Yeah, it was Ink Master Angels. It was a spinoff of Ink right. Master. Yeah, and they go around from city to city and they make locals compete against each other. And then the winner competes against one of the hosts, which is uh, Angel, who was was on Ink Master at some point. Um, okay. Whether they won or almost won. Or, so they go around and... and, and uh, make people locally go head to head um, which I did so it was it was cool it was an incredible experience yeah I caught it I felt like as a disgruntled local I, you did a very good job representing the city so <laughs> I think you, 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 you you're you're about at blatant localism status as I like to call it now so <laughs> yeah I mean it's, I've lived here as long as I've lived anywhere else in my life so I, I consider myself a yeah, local. Uh, yeah yeah that's fair assessment yeah yeah, it was, I, you know, I tell everybody that, that the most important thing to me on the show was was being represented in a way that was exactly the way most people know me, and, and the feedback that I got was that I, that I nailed that right on the head. Um, I did tattoos that I was super proud of, and even though I didn't, you know, win in the end, it was, I felt like it was a positive representation of um, what I'm about and what I yeah, I like how they threw that little American tradition and kind of not a, not really a curveball. You kind of saw knew it was probably gonna come, but I didn't. No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. The night that was, it was it, I, I had a few hours. Yeah, to put that together. And then I remember you saying you hadn't really done one of those in a while. So mm-hmm. no, and I wish I could have. Uh, Wish I had a photo of that tattoo now. I was so nervous when we did those challenges that I forgot to take photos of any of them. And um, the, the photos from the Ink Master pages and, and on TV, it really doesn't do justice to any any of the work done on the show because it was all so much better. It looks so much cleaner and like so nice in person. Right, right. And um, how did they did how did they come to you about being on the show, or was it so? They send scouts out? What does the... They send emails out and they let people know okay. we're going to be doing this in your town and um, would you like to participate? And if so, these are the steps you have to go through. So I had to do a few interviews. Uh, I had to do a Skype interview, which is weird. I don't think I'd ever done one of those before. And uh, a couple phone interviews. And then they whittled it down and they chose a couple people. And then seemed like months of waiting before I found right. out, you know, they gave us a call. And it was it was something that I didn't think I would ever do. And then when the time came, um, I was kind of freaking out about it. And I thought, I don't know if I want to do this. I don't, you know, this is, I don't know how I feel about this whole thing. I called a friend of mine who's been in music for, uh, since we graduated high school, and has been doing recording and producing and playing and he said he kind of put it in perspective for me he said listen man if I called you and I told you you were going to do this or or if I called you and I told you I was going to do this you would say to me don't waste this opportunity doesn't matter how it pans out don't not do it if you have it yeah and I was like yeah I would you never knew where that 
that what will come out of that. So yeah, yeah, you yeah. gotta kind of just yeah. So I yeah, so I dove in. I took it, you know, took full advantage of it, and we'll see what happens, what comes of it. Been a lot of a lot of good and bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, as far as the social media fans. Well, I'm sure you get comments. your fair share of trolls. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff that does everything on that social media. Yeah. Yeah. But all in all, I, I, it was, I'm really glad I did it. It was really cool. Right on, right on. And when we were going down the block to get coffee earlier, you were talking about um, this podcast. Um, want to mention some of your favorite podcasts? You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Oh, it's a long list. I, uh, yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts. My, my wife listens to so many podcasts that it drives me insane. <laughs> she walks around the house playing. It's probably better than Housewives readings, but yeah. <laughs> I would, I would say yes, but, but she walks around with her phone Headphones. in her pocket. No, her phone in her pocket. So oh. you get that shrill, yeah. like, you know, phone speaker conversation <laughs> that's always happening. So I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm always trying, like, if I need to talk to her, I'm interrupting Jimmy Pardo or Pete Holmes at any given time. Right. To, like, <laughs> like hold up, Pete, I, I gotta talk to her for a minute. Yeah. So, it's kind of drives me crazy, but it's cool that, and I, I know I started that. I told, I begged her to listen to podcasts, and now I can't get her to stop, but, um, so, I, my favorite podcast, it, it comes and goes, you know, sometimes I'm in the mood to listen to, you know, something like Tim Ferriss if I if I feel like uh, you know business mind get some inspiration yeah gotta turn that yeah. business mind on yeah I'm, I'm um, kind of the same way with my podcast I can go from Gary Vita yeah, yeah. Rappaport to Combat Jack I don't know rest in peace Combat Jack but yeah yeah. I uh, you know it's, I guess everybody in the world is listening to Joe Rogan um I listen to Joe Rogan periodically. Yeah. Um, I like some true crime. I, I like the really, like, really dark, serious true crime stuff. There's a... Uh, Sword and Scale is really cool. Um, man, Spontanea Nation. Paul Tompkins is a really funny one where they do uh, improv. Okay. And they just do these improv stories. It's just the goofiest shit that I could ever <laughs> think of. It's just, you know. But of course, you know, there's Drink Champs and It's the Real. And yeah. just to keep up on, you know, GGN. Just to keep up on on, on the hip-hop, you know, whatever's going on out there. And sometimes, you know, that gets a little bit old. But it's, I got I to gotta keep it up to know my stuff. I, yeah, as a quote unquote older guy, I, I feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. Gotta stay current. You gotta keep that perspective. You gotta, know? You gotta know, keep you, it fresh. Even if you're gonna claim old. The school. youth are the. <laughs> yeah. The youth are the way, so, you know. And I, I get tickled with these, and yeah, we, we're, gonna, we're gonna talk about music. I think that's where we need to go right now. Um, I get a little tickled with these some of these people you just gotta like dig there's good stuff out there people are constantly making good stuff you just have to dig for it oh 
much great stuff out there. And that's a, yeah. People are just sort of like, rah, 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 get off my lawn. Yeah. Bumble rap. Yeah. Well, it's not all, it's not all bad. You just gotta dig. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of It's like digging for records back in the day. Plus, the mumble rappers have been put on by our favorite rappers. Right, exactly. So, and just like when our favorite rappers were doing their thing, the OGs like Perk and those guys, they were giving them hell, so. Yeah, I mean, it's like. It's a constant progression of. Yeah, I mean, you know, TI's out here repping Nicky Azalea. Yeah. And, you know, Kanye is responsible for Travis Scott and. And, uh, well, arguably, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people that would say Travis Scott did it on his own or whatever, but you also got Young Thug. A lot of these guys got their first big appearances, their first big, like, you know, collaborations with, with guys that we're looking at and like, oh, yeah, these old school dudes, these guys are doing it real, these guys not, but, but they the put pe- them on. People like Killer Mike repping these new cats in Atlanta. It's yeah. like, he knows, they know what's up. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, it's, you've got guys like Joe Budden that just, whew, you just can't chill out, man, he's so mad. It's all over the place. So mad <laughs> about all this stuff. And I yeah. said, yeah, I don't, I don't like Little Yachty, but I'm not mad at him. I let him do his thing. You choose to listen, that's the beauty of music, you choose to listen to what you want to listen to. Yeah. You know, it's like. Yeah, I listen to a lot of different types of music, I think, throughout my life, I've, gone through phases where I think I listened to country music for like 10 years like traditional country yes traditional yes thanks for yeah yeah I'm not a fan of pop country although I don't know what Casey Musgraves is I've heard of him I've never listened to him no it's a girl oh her yeah I don't know I don't know where where she falls It, it doesn't matter yeah because she's great okay she's it might be pop country but it's so good. I Everybody's like got some pop they listen to, you know, it's just... I like pop music, It's just too. those sticks and... Yeah, but I mean, I, yeah, I think I did... Me, me, people always ask me, what's your favorite? And it's hard to... I don't really... I can't really... I don't pigeonhole. Yeah, I did. I listened to metal for a long time. I listened to punk for, you know, a considerable amount of time. My buddies had this, like, metal show on the radio, on the, on the college radio... Right on. When yeah. I was in college and it was called Stonehenge at like midnight. <laughs> and it was just, you know, it was these bands called, I remember, I remember some of the names because they were so outrageous, like Dying Fetus and Crabathor. And, uh, I definitely remember some Dying Fetus. Yeah, just yeah. This crazy. How can you forget something cra- like that? Yeah, this crazy, <laughs> just awful stuff. Bongzilla was Bongzilla. a band they used to play. Now just, but. But hip-hop's always been, has, it was kind of my first love, you know, it was like the, was, I grew up with Michael Jackson, and, you know, the, the Jackson 5, and everything that that beget, you know, it, then it was like the... It's a Roxanne, Shantae, 45. Yeah. All yeah. that good stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so when it, like, you know, then when the, the hip-hop started showing up, it was... It was a natural progression for me, and um, you know, kind of the right, the, the perfect time in my life when uh, you know, my mom was a single mom, and she was struggling, and, and I was, it was just me, and my brother, and my mom, and, and rat tapes. 
Yeah. And that was like the yeah. Per- it was the perfect thing because everything that this is an escapism. Yeah. 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 And everything that they were talking about on these rap tapes, I could, you know, I felt like I could relate to. It. Right. You know, like I was young and angsty and confused, and you know, it was like, oh, dude, no, nobody has a dad. You know, it's kind of this crazy stuff, like, and that was, and that, you know, so it's always been there for me. Right. And that's why I always put, uh, artistically, I always, you know, putting things, giving things back to it. Yeah, I noticed, uh, I noticed you like to fool around on the turntables a little bit. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm still not very good, but, uh. That's all the elements. All the elements of hip hop that you know. I used to be boy too. Did you ever tag and stuff when you were a kid, or? I see. I always wanted to, but I grew, you know, growing up in the mountains. Not a lot of walls <laughs> yeah. in West Virginia. Yeah, can't really. The, the school tag up the school. Yeah, the school, or you had trees, maybe skateboard ramp. Like, <laughs> there was stuff, but I, I, you know, to be totally honest, I could never really, and I'm still this way. Um. I can never really bring myself to want to go out and, and, and I don't use the term vandalize, but it just didn't seem, it didn't feel right to me, you know, I, I like I now, can understand that, yeah. Yeah, I like now, you know, you have, people get permission to do public walls and graffiti is really popular in certain cities and stuff, and, and it's celebrated in, in a way that it should be, but, you know, like, just going somewhere and write your name on somebody else's stuff, you know, yeah. like, uh, at the time, it was... Whatever. I did have I did have a little like graffiti handle you know, that I used to write on everything. More of a sport than the actual art. Yeah. Just yeah. kind of see how many places you could get up. Yeah. 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 So for me, I mean, I put it on my notebooks and put it everywhere, but I wasn't like putting on walls and stuff. And I didn't know what I was doing. In, yeah. You know, in West Virginia, in this little last town called Sissonville, there was nobody in, <laughs> you know, into what I was into. Yeah. So when I'm talking about like, oh yeah. They're talking about like, just shut up. <laughs> what are you talking about? Shut up. Right on. Right on. Uh, and this can be very diverse. Um, top five music wise, it doesn't have to be hip hop. It doesn't have to be country. Just give me, the, give me a top five. Real quick. Like, like. Could bands, be, it could be as divert. Yeah, band. We'll go with bands. Bands. Yeah. I think I'll, I think the best way for me to find bands is think about albums. If you rather, yeah, that's fine too. Well, it's gonna equal that, you know. I think, yeah, maybe for me, like most. Because every every group, I mean, if you're, I mean, you, yeah, there's definitely gonna be an album that stands out. So, yeah, I could understand. Yeah, if you want to do albums, that's cool. Because I think, well, I mean, uh, I think that it's, it's, it's like top, top five doesn't necessarily mean, from, to me, when I look at it in perspective, like, it doesn't necessarily mean best, but like most impactful to me in life, you know, and I think that comes Right, yeah, there when, you go. At, when, at what point. In, in moments like, that you can relate to yeah. the genre, or, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, because I don't think I can break it down in hip hop, and I don't, I've never been able to, because I'm like, well, I don't think I could either. I always try to think about that question. That's why I yeah, there's two. To there's, me. I gotta ask people because yeah. I, I don't. I know I'm not the only one. 
you know? Yeah, I can't do it in hip-hop because there's too many, like, variables. And I, it's crazy when people try to break it down and they're like, this, 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 this. Um, but, uh, I, so I think the first one that comes to mind, uh, yeah, I'm going to do albums because I don't, cause I don't think I can sum up this entire thing, but, like, one of the first, like, best albums that I can think of was... Is the Weezer Blue album? Okay. I think is one of the best albums, beginning to end, and like impact at the time, and just it was it was an introduction to emo, which which made me listen to punk, which brought me into you know a, a genre of music that I'd never really gotten into, and that album was just absolutely perfect. In- it sounds like how I feel about Bad Brains getting me into reggae. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, um, and 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 like you have these the things that these that these albums do for you, it, they create like this full circle, this like growth into music. Um, you know, maybe for example, I, I think that uh, De La Soul, who's also one of my favorites, right? Um, uh, Three Feet High and Rising, it was that Johnny Cash sample in Three Feet High and Rising that. Gotcha. Made me think about what Johnny Cash was and how, and so it's 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 all that. Digital Underground, also one of my favorites, is the reason I started listening to funk because every Digital Underground song yeah. was just a funk song with rapping over top of it. It was it was as funk as funk could be, and most of the songs were literally about funk. I think uh, it was one of the first tapes I ever got was. Um, was Sex Packets, and it was given to me by, uh, at this point in my life, what I would consider probably a really irresponsible camp counselor, because I was really young, and uh, my parents put the tape over the holes of the cassette, oh, okay, yeah. and erased the sex side, so I couldn't hear any of what the, the bad songs, um, but you know, it was Digital Underground that got me, into, got me into funk, but also got me into Tupac. Yeah. Which Tupac was the reason I watched Poetic Justice. And there was a scene in Poetic Justice where after Janet Jackson's character's brother gets killed, she's sitting in her house listening to records. And one of the records she puts on is Stevie Wonder. Okay. I never dreamed you'd leave in summer. And that that scene in that movie because of Tupac and Janet Jackson because of because of Digital Underground made me fall in love with Stevie Wonder that's awesome one of my favorites of all time yeah. at this point now too so I went out and got everything Stevie Wonder I possibly could jump ahead to it's 2000 2009 when uh, Michael Jackson died what year I Michael Jackson died? Think so yeah so, so jump ahead to Michael Jack when Michael Jackson died, I was watching his funeral on TV. It was televised and everybody was performing. Right. When Stevie Wonder got up to walk up on stage, I knew what he was gonna sing, and I cried harder than I I can remember ever crying because he get he went up and he sang "I Never Dreamed You'd Leave the Summer." So it was wow. this like it's it's been this like huge circle of. It, Influence and experience, and, and you know these artists that have continued to like everything is integrated. But 
back to the top five. <laughs> so that Weezer album is in my top five. Uh, I would say, you know, Digital Underground and uh, it, Digital Underground is in my top five for sure. Which I think gets overlooked a lot. I don't know why people don't hip hop. Hip hip hop people never never talk about Digital Underground. No, not a lot. No, not at all. And they had a lot of content. It's just pop, 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 pop. Like Shock G was never. And Shock G was incredible. Yeah. They had a lot of content. They had a lot of albums. Um, and it was awesome. And there were so many things that they touched on racially and culturally that are that are really relevant today songs that like if they were re-released people would be like wow that's really that's really insightful but i'm getting off topic because i'm still trying to figure out what the other what the other top five ryan adams is absolutely okay in my top five he's my, right. one of my favorite songwriters i think he's the greatest songwriter alive maybe kind of like R. dylan Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. On. I mean, he's he's a perfect mix of of Dylan and Springsteen, and I don't know who else. <clears throat> I don't know, but it, it, it it's just he's awesome. Awesome. Did you listen to the um, when he covered the Taylor Swift album? No, I haven't caught that. It's good though. It's he covered 1989 in the style of a specific Springsteen album that. Escapes me right now. Okay. Almost word for word. Okay. But in this style, recorded this way, played in this sound. So Ryan Adams doing 1989 is incredible, but that's only the tip of the iceberg. There's, uh, I, I just, he's just unreal. Yeah, he's been around. <laughs> he's, <laughs> sure. un, he's unreal. Whiskey Town before he was yeah. solo was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of people are surprised when I say oh, I'm a huge fan of Ryan Adams, but I'm a huge fan of Ryan Adams. Um, so Ryan Adams, Digital Underground, here we are. And then the Weezer album was great, but I wouldn't say that Weezer is in my top five of, of like, you know, go-to, go-to. So, let's see. There's going to be another, there's going to be more rap on there. Kanye. Anything, man. Anything you can... It's your top five. Kanye for and, sure. And you know, they change. They do. They change all the time. Anybody who tells you they don't is lying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They, they or change they're stuck. The <laughs> um, yeah. I want to say Kanye, Ryan Adams, Stevie Wonder, Digital Underground, and Michael Jackson. Right on. Cause I gotta give, I gotta. The Michael man. Jackson was the was the, the foundation. Off the wall. Yeah, was the foundation for. Bands had to come up with that title from somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's why I like to dance. It's why I like. It's why I like hip hop. It's why I like pop. It's why I like style and fashion. I mean, it's just. It was the foundation for everything that came after. I got anything upcoming uh, oh I know what well, what 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 how did this Will Smith was it Nike you did Nike yeah yeah how did that come about you just um uh that's crazy that's the craziest thing that's happened I mean the TV show was cool yeah 
and I was starting to stress out a little bit about what I was seeing. People, you know, on the on the social media kind of talking trash about the, the show and that kind of thing. We're trying to not pay attention to that. And then this Will Smith thing happened. And it was like, I don't even, I'm not even paying attention to anything. Yeah, I don't like, pay attention to negativity, you know? Um, it's, know it was the number one story on Hypebeast.com. It was the okay, number one story yeah. on, you know, High Snobiety. It was High Snobiety's using it as a as their sponsored uh, ad. That oh, okay. You're scrolling through Instagram right, now. Yeah. It takes you right to the article. Okay. You know, I was I was seeing it pop up on all these hip hop blogs, and it was just like this crazy dream come true. And it, it came about because I started doing, I started customizing my shoes uh, a couple of years ago, and I would do custom pairs for myself. Yeah. Trying to trying to really figure out the formula for a custom pair that's gonna hold up over time, and um, it it was kind of a homage to, you know, growing up and writing on my clothes and, and, you know, airbrushing everything and all that kind of thing. So I bought these all-white uh, Nike Air Uptempos, and at the time I thought, you know, I bought them because they were this throwback shoe and they were all-white and everything was all-white last year. It was like, that was the hot Yeah, that was the... That was the hot shoe, The you know? hot shoe. Yeah. So I went and picked it up and I, and I thought, oh man, you know, I'm gonna... I want to customize these and I want to do them in the style of the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. They're called the Uptempo Airs. Yeah. That perfect tie-in right there. Yeah, I'm going to do the logo. I'm going to make it look like the logo and I spent a lot lot of time and effort into them and um, I think they turned out great. They they look handmade which is cool but they're they're not professional. That's part of the charm. Yeah. Yeah. and, and I did and then I put them on the shelf and I, I was like I don't know what I'm going to do with these but at some point they're going to you know I'll probably wear them I don't know I found that Will Smith was going to be in town doing a movie and I was like okay here's what I'm going to do I'm going to try to get these sneakers to Will Smith I, did, I had already sent messages to Jazzy Jeff right before Will Smith even had a, a Instagram okay and yeah nothing back you know um, and but it's, it just kind of yeah. He's in town. I googled his shoe size. Yeah. And it's the same as mine. Okay. So I was like, oh man, this has to happen. So I spent a month. I called every single person I knew who had worked, who had ever worked on a set in Savannah, and right, nobody had anything. No, everybody was like, this production's too big. There's, it's the, the, the bring a lot of people in from out of town. Yeah, he did. They and, didn't have a lot of locals on it. Uh huh. He was, like, really. he was like, security's insanely tight. There's, it's just not possible. Nobody knows anybody. Yeah. And uh, they were shooting downtown one night, and I was, uh, was hanging out with Rule from 24E. Right on. And he, I was like, dude, are you sure you don't know anybody? And he's like, I don't, I don't. It's one thing led to another. He ran into somebody that he, that he did know. Uh, from the past that he that had worked with them or they worked together or something and, and so she made some moves and uh, uh, yeah she made some moves and, and where I dropped him off at his trailer I guess after I walked away yeah uh, she called she called Rule and said man where'd you guys go Will came out to meet you and said, oh that's hey, what I was going to ask I you missed it. get oh yeah, I missed it, so I was like, man, it sucks. 
Uh, well, I put a little note there. You can see in the photo the note. It was like it looks like it was written by a five-year-old. Um, <laughs> Total fan out note. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was like you know I I wanted to give you these sneakers. I designed them. In this, I hope it's obvious that they look like the freshmen of Bel Air. Um, it was the day that I gave them to him was the 30th anniversary of he's the DJ on the rapper, and I put it put in the uh, note you know like that was probably the first tape that I played until it literally broke, and I was a, I was a big fan of that. And I just put like you know I hope your time in Savannah is awesome. I keep being an incredibly you know positive influence for people, right and um, he was kind enough to to put that out there, and it was it's been. It's been imagining my name on hypebeast.com was a thing that I had done before, but I didn't know it would be like this or now. And then everything happens for a reason, and at the same time, that's what it is. It's all kind of yeah. It's, I mean, you're on a show, yeah. you're on hypebeast. Yeah. I mean, that's a big deal. That's for way. y'all's, you know, yeah. creative. Before Will Smith posted me that same, that same day. I was in, I was a roller coaster of a day because I, I came in. I was like, man, everybody's roasting me on social media about this show, blah, blah, blah. blah. I opened Instagram and uh, Questlove had started following me that, that morning. Okay. And I'm tripping about yeah. it. Like, oh, Questlove follows me. I yeah, don't know yeah. why. And I think it was because I had, do, I had uh, done the strong and uh, weird out last week and posted it. Um, who I actually drew for John from Portugal the Man okay. when I was hanging out with those guys right. in Athens last month and um, uh, so I, I think one thing led to another there but I was like, all stoked about that and then I got down about all the comments on the show again and then Will Smith posted that and it was just like man who's bigger than Will Smith? right I don't know <laughs> So I'm a little bit, you know, in yeah. the aftermath of it, like, man, what else, what can I do now? I don't know. But and you were mentioning Portugal, man. Did it, how did you meet them? Did they come in town? Did you say, yeah, I'm a fan? And... I wasn't, I had never heard of them. I met them, I tattooed them back in, on Halloween last year. I remember vaguely that happening. I didn't know, like, how y'all just happened to, they just happened to come in the shop. So Kelly, who works here. Come in town. Kelly who works here knows knows um, the they're like the sound tech guy. Okay. I think that's what he does. Sound. His name's Rush, and um, so he knew about our shop. And they were in town on a day off, and I'd had a cancellation for the day, and was getting ready to go home when they came up and said, "Hey man, I know you guys are super busy, but do you have time to do these tattoos?" And I said, "Yeah, uh, maybe. Let me see." They showed me the drawings. Was like, "These are great. I love them." And uh, so we ended up tattooing them all day. They were here until like 11 o'clock at night. We tattooed almost everybody that was with the group and the band. And um, they were just cool. It was just seemed like, it seemed like a, uh, it was just cool. They were cool. They were here all day. They had a good time. And we they weren't doing a show or anything here. They were just, they were just like on their spending way the day off on the way through. Yeah, on their way through. Right on. So, uh, I, kept, I you know got some numbers and I kept in touch with some guys and I was doing I was going to be in New York a few uh, weeks later when I was up there I tried to link up with them then and uh, was couldn't get together that night we were going to go to the uh, comedy cellar but they 
had to meet up with some record execs because that was the day we got nominated for like AMA or something. Okay. So then they did AMAs and they did the Grammys and, and we kept in touch with them. And I hit him up and we, and we linked up in Athens. I don't know. It was like a month or so ago. They were doing two shows in a row in Athens, and I met up with them there. George Theater. Was that it? Yeah, I think so. Probably George Theater. Yeah, and then um, we I tattooed them there in the green room before they went on stage. I set my stuff up. We just we just did some like bootleg, some literally bootleg (laughs) tattoos that just they look like shit. It was fun though. Um, but yeah, I tattooed him like all night. I think it was four o'clock in the morning when I when I went back to the hotel room and I tattooed like seven guys. I tattooed John a couple times. He and I have um, uh, we both have an affinity for Mad Magazine, so I did the Mad Magazine <laughs> logo on the back of his arm. Any but, Alfred tattoos? No, 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 just the just the Mad logo, and then on the other arm I did a bootleg uh, Trailblazers Bart Simpson. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, yeah. like the ball's not even... I think that even, might have been when I saw that. Yeah, the ball's yeah. not even round. And it's, I mean, it's just... <laughs> it's, so, it's so janky. It's so funny. But uh, those guys are really cool. When I'm, when I'm hanging out with them, I feel like... I feel like I've known them for a long time. They're just just, just cool dudes. So I'm, I'm going to probably try to meet back up with them in the fall. Right on. Um, meet out with... You know, meet them out on the, on the road and maybe, maybe roll with them. Um, y'all, um, having big shows coming up at the shop, or what's going on with the... We don't have any, we're, we've toned down the gallery shows, obviously, because the the gallery has changed in size and in shape. Yeah. Um, so, it's more, we just kind of want to move stuff in and out that really looks, that really kind of fits the aesthetic and the style and energy of the shop. Not really do the big openings and things like that. Um, we do have some stuff coming in. I, I don't know all the details about it because Jenny does all that. Right. Um, but we've got the Savannah convention coming up this weekend. Um, and y'all are obviously going to have a... Yeah, we'll be down everybody there. Everybody will be down there in force. We'll be down there. I'll be, I'll be down there at least half a day every day. Okay. And then um, Kelly's going to be down there all weekend. I think Pat's going to be down there half a day. So we're going to come. We'll be back and forth between the shop and the, right. and the convention there. And then um, I don't know what else is going on. Corey's doing a guest spot up in Asheville right now. He'll be back this weekend. Um, and then I don't have a whole lot going on until uh, I go back up to New York. July. Got a convention going on up there? Or Doing another guest, guest spot? Yeah, guest spot up at Bang Bang. Okay, that's in... Is that in LES? Where's Bang Bang at? It's, it's in a Bowery district. Uh, okay, so all right. Between Soho and LES. It's like okay, uh, all right. on Broom and uh, Broom and Bowery. Kind of where CVs used to be. Yeah. 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 I, it's yeah. been a while. <laughs> yeah, and then they're doing... Um, they're opening another shop in Soho, which will probably be open by I always enjoy going up there. It's just the cold weather that I can't deal with. I love it. I 
stay in LES every time. And the last time I went out there, it was like St. Patrick's Day, and I was like, never again. <laughs> it's yeah. got to be May before I even think about it. It's got to be a nice sunny day at Yankee Stadium. I was there in June one time. It was like 50 degrees. It was, no, it was like 40 degrees in the mid-June. Yeah. I remember I spent all day walking around trying to find a sweater to buy. Like, I think I paid $200 for a sweater. Yeah, just in New York. Yeah, just to, just to get warm. But... Yeah, I stay in the same hotel in LES every single time and uh, go up there for a week, go hang out with those guys. Last time I was up there, uh, the, the, like, I don't know if it was the owner or whatever, because somebody from Rockefeller Records had, had rolled up out front. Okay. So, yeah, I guess they're, they're still driving this old, like, early 2000s, like, white Mercedes with big Rockefeller nice. like, stickers on it. Um, they, they were there to drop off a pair of sneakers that wanted to tattoo with their John Boy. They did a Air Force One Rockefeller Records collaboration. Oh, cool. And yeah, he's like, oh, I'll be right back with one outside. And then for what? So I'll go and do this photo thing. These guys from Rockefeller Records are giving me the sneakers. I was like, oh, yeah, no big deal. Yeah. No big deal. Not at all. But now, <laughs> when I see John Boy, I'd be like, hey, uh, you know, Will Smith had a pair of sneakers that I did. A lot of cool stuff's happening. It's been a long time coming. I spent my whole life manifesting this. Yeah, it's like like I, people keep saying this process. So. It's weird too, because when, when this thing starts popping off, everybody feels really are able to put in perspective how overnight everyone thinks it is. Right. How lucky everyone thinks it is. Yeah, but they don't realize the struggle, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. I'll tell you what. I uh, I really want to work with Rhyme Sayers. Okay, I've right been, on. And I've been putting in work for a long time Do you, with those I, I, I guess you have some people. Have you taught anybody over there? Do you know any of them? Uh, I know. So I've, uh, I've hung out with Slug a couple times. Uh, he's been in the shop before. That's where I met him. And then um, I ran into him. Do you know any of the like behind the scenes dudes, or are you just uh, I know some Doug. of the rappers? Uh, Doug does all the merch. What about um, Jeff? Jaybird. I think that's. He's from Minneapolis. Well, I think they pretty much all are. I'm just yeah. Kinda... I reached out to I reached out to Jaybird. Because he's Slug's partner at Rhymesayers, and I couldn't get it. Anyway, yeah, I'll be shocked. Yeah, it's been a couple of years, and like... Oh, this is you know, hard, but you know, Allegiance here now, so you know, what I, that was like, Minneapolis, yeah, in yeah. the summer. <laughs> yeah, but I've been doing, but I've been, you know, uh, I'll wait a couple months and send something to, you know, send something to Slug, and he, you know, he's like, yeah, that's cool, um, or I'll, you know, i I'll talk to Doug or I'll text him or something. I wanted to go up to Soundset this year. I texted Doug and was like, Man, Yeah, that looks like a festival. That There aren't too many festivals I want to do these days, but Soundset definitely yeah. always looks like something I would want to get into. Yeah, well, Doug helps put on Soundset, you know, and I'm texting him like, Man, let me come up and do some tattoos. Or And I know, you know, I feel like I come off looking like a like just a fanboy. Yeah. And what I really... I, it's really just I respect the shit out of everything those guys have been, the whole, everything since day one and I, and I want it's to it's just some more do it yourself type 
Dog yeah, you can't, work, you can't not respect it, you know? If They're incredible. Yeah. You know, and plus with the if I could do artwork for them, you know, I feel like I kinda of joined the ranks of uh, the guys who have done like Jeremy Fish and uh Aesop or not Aesop well um, Alex Pardee, you know, the right. artwork he's friends with Aesop and those kind of things. And those are some of my favorite illustrators. So you know, it's like to be recognized and respected on that level as an artist by my by some of my favorite respected by your peers rappers yeah yeah is is really cool and it's really important to me you know like to say not only my fan but I have something to offer and I and I want to I want to give something back to something that's giving me so much which is so hip you know I, I'm not looking to like make a big buck or like get you know a bunch of publicity or anything but it just would feel really good to me if I woke up one day and I could like go order a rhyme sale official rhyme sale shirt that had or God forbid, vinyl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> vinyl yeah. jacket. <laughs> yeah, something like that, you know. And, and I, I, it's kind of one of those situations where put me in the liner notes. <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah, I. I, uh, you know, I tell people all the time. I think that I have a, this kind of theory. Is like you stick your head, you know, you stick your head in that conversation. You know, kind of poke kind of shoulder your way into that conversation that you want to be in you know two times yeah and if that doesn't work it doesn't really seem like you're getting in there um, then it wasn't meant to be kind of thing no no then you do it one more time just keep on and you yeah. do it one more time and, 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 yeah. and you know I mean what's the worst the, the worst thing that could happen is someone tells you you know dude stop this is not gonna work for you. Yeah. And then you know who you know who you don't want to work with. Sometimes you have to you have to get that. You know, like some people are gonna put you on, some people are gonna are gonna shrug you off. Um, but if you want it bad enough, you can sometimes you kind of keep knocking on that door until they pay attention and, and then they realize that you're not that that is real. So. I'm just completely just chasing the dream every single time. I'm doing that thing. That's all you can do, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's all you know. That's how we're, people are wired. So that's all. Uh, yeah. That's all. That's what hip hop is It's taken me forever to actually be like, oh, hey, this app is. I just put this app on my phone. I'll do podcasts. I've been talking in public forever. I'm not. A, yeah. Before I did. The reggae show that I'm doing now, I did it 20 years ago at Savannah State. Yeah. I just never yeah. followed through with it. Like, so. That's a, it's different thing. Podcasting is intimidating too, because it, like it seems so easy, and then you're like, I don't even know where to start. Well, I'm still, it's, I'm still, you know, I've been on and off five years on a radio board. I'm, it's still intimidating to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. I think I think the most to be like, is this thing on, you know, it's yeah. constant like checking the radio in the front to see if it's on, you know. Are we broadcasting right now? So what's your top five? My top five, um Do you know? Very uh, uh, yeah, I've got a I've got a good little uh uh very uh influenced by what we used to call the Bible. 
Thrasher magazine. Okay. Um, skate videos. Dinosaur Jr. Mm-hmm. Huge Dinosaur Jr. Nice. Dinosaur Jr. and the um, Mike Mike Fillaley in the pa- old Paul Peralta video where he runs through a graveyard. Right. And they're playing Freak Scene. Had to run out and buy that tape from the gold mine at the or not the gold mine. Whatever the, the the mall. That's yeah. how long ago that was. Yeah. Six. And then it was for like Dinosaur Jr.'s Sonic Youth. But Sonic Youth has but um Oh definitely Dinosaur Jr. Um Dinosaur Jr. Bad Brains, which got me into loving reggae. Bad brains. All the a lot of this stuff, like I mentioned, is all like Coming from a skateboard, yeah. Like, yeah, and like I, it's like I was in it. I was the one kid in private school that had the Run DMC tape and the Sony Walkman and the Kango, yeah. Which was definitely left field, so to speak. Yeah. But so yeah, Run DMC, and then like get a little older, and then by the time everybody else. It's like, yeah, this is cool. It was all shifting in the punk. Black Flags, Suicide Tennessee's. Man, Dinosaur, I, you, I hope you don't take offense to this, but I always think about this. Because I like Dinosaur Jr. a lot, too. But I tell, like, I like the kind They of, are kind of, I mean, it's like, dare I say emo, but... They were emo before emo was, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And now, like, my uncle, or my uncle, my brother calls me up. He's like, yeah, your niece is listed down. I don't think she, she got it from you. Because when you were staying with us in Atlanta, she listened to it, you know, and she didn't realize it at the time. I'm like, she's like, I don't know what to do. I was like, I told her to call Uncle Pat and talk about Dinosaur Jr. So that was rad. I had an Uber ride from the bus station to South Atlanta yesterday or Sunday, unexpected rider. And I was like, I'm just going to turn it into an opportunity to go hang out with my brother and his kids for for like a day. And I went up there and I did all my thing and then I went to the store and we watched the Masters on a tape delay. And then they were flying in from Texas, like, late because of the weather. So when they woke up in the morning, I was there, took them to doctor's appointments, we took them to school. And I got to talk about Dinosaur Jr. And that was just like, yeah, that's a nice little pit stop right there. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the guy taught me how to tattoo. I remember saying one day, I was like, dude, this shit is good. But it's real emo, and he, mm-hmm. he was—he totally. was so mad. He was like, "No, it's not. This is punk music." And I said, "I'm not saying it's, it's not, is, but it yeah. is." And uh, I uh, dare I say this too: this singer sounds a little bit like Pete Yorn. And every time I hear okay. Pete Yorn, I think about Dinosaur Jr. It's nothing alike. But it kind of reminds me that like they have a similar kind of tone, um, but and I think that's why when we had that when he got all good on shape about that I brought that up. But yeah, man, it's great. Were you have you lived in Savannah your whole life? Yeah, on and off. Yeah, Most, mm-hmm. little little forays in Atlanta here and there, but yeah, I've been here since '72. So you're here for the was it was it Slam Jam? Savannah Slammers one, two, and three. Slam up. So are they met? A lot of pros. That was definitely a huge influence. I um, heard they're talking about trying to do that again. 
I, yeah, I mean, the surf shop hot tie put it on, and they, they've been wanting to do another one for, like, 20 years, probably. So, so because... And it'd probably be a lot easier for them day. to do it now. I was watching the video from the first slammer the other day, and, um... A lot of my friends are in some of those. I taught, yeah. Bum Square. Yeah, yeah. And they're playing checkers. Yeah, Lance, oh, yeah. Yeah. And, like... Like some, well, a lot of my friends are like run, rode around, rode around, and was like, um, some of my friends rode around with like the whole SMA team, and like Mike Bellelli was on SMA at the time, and that's when Mike Bellelli had the RX7, but it didn't have the leather seats because he was vegan, that kind of thing. So they had the big, funny. they had the big, and and, and yeah, Jeff Grosso, and it fit on the back. Yeah, and and at the time, like O House was still a hotel. Yeah. And a lot of them stayed in the hotel right there that's the O house now. And oh my god, they just demolished the place. And like Red Dog was riding around in a rented Lincoln Town car, this big ass <laughs> white Lincoln Town car, just like swatting people with a newspaper and just like just terrorizing so. the think, place. Yes, we were watching a video the other and day. And they had like shows after a big party and it's just it should like, happen again. I think it's time. I totally agree. It's a good time, yeah. you know? And and I I would love to be a part of it. It's just little like, things just, like just like, and now there's actually shows. I mean, God forbid when I grew up, man, you had to go, yeah. get somebody to drive you somewhere in a car, go to a show. Yeah. Unless you were like, and then when we got like a little older, it was like, Fugazi's going to this you know? Oh my God. And I even remember going to George Southern and being like. All right, who's driving me back to Savannah so I can go to the Knights Columbus and see Fugazi? And now there's like the stopover festival. Well, we still, I still feel like I still feel like we haven't, we don't get, we don't get what we should get. That's what, yeah, I I agree. I still feel like, it's like that's that's how I, I go I go other places and there's like I went to Charleston two weekends ago to the Marley Cup. Yeah. It's Kamani Marley, e- uh, Yellow Man, Spragabins, and in between they have like little soccer matches. And they also put like the Charleston Battery playing the Red Bulls on TV and stuff. It's like the whole time I'm there, I'm like, why can't they do this in Grayson Stadium? Yeah. I, and I feel like it's coming. I hope so. I just got to, just trying to convince the right people that not everybody in Savannah wants to listen to the same at bro country bands I don't know what you call well, yeah, them but yeah, like that's that. what's going on at the stadium right now and that's like well, a lot of what I was trying to I really wanted to do when I was with the Sand Nats uh-huh. was like bring bands to the stadium and they're doing it it's just all seems to be the same kind of music I hear it I from my house can, my house is right behind the stadium yeah I hear that like what is going on yeah I'm over on the other side of 52nd so I'm in the Okay. I'm in Edgemere, yeah. so yeah. Oh, you're on the... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm in Edgemere. The... I'm like 53rd and Hickory. Oof. Yeah. Oof. I'm right there. That's, that has That's a lot of... That's where the gunshots come from that I hear. Well, like... yeah, around the corner, like... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I tried to live on, like, 54th, and it was just too much. I got sick of kids running through my yard trying Wait, to Wait, you're, you're talking on the east side of Truman. You're east of Truman. We're still... Yeah, we're still... We're still, like, before the Truman. Oh, okay. Like, you still have to go up to the Lusso. So, it's like... Okay, yeah, yeah. The park, just go straight down Hickory, and right on the other side of 52nd. I'm oh, right. yeah, yeah. You're just a few blocks away from me. That's right still on. Parkside. Right? 
50 seconds the border on the technically edge mirror. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's my fiftieth. That's my folks' place. You're on fiftieth. Yeah. In Hickory. I'm on. 50th. Or Cedar. I'm on all the way at the end of fiftieth. Okay, right. Okay, right on. Yeah, you're right around the corner. Yeah, fiftieth and B. Right by the dog park. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I've been saying for a long time. I think there's a big gaping hole in uh, the music scene in this town. I know there's a lot of people that would disagree. Who are in the music scene in this town would disagree, but it's not very diverse and it's not very. No, it's not. It's either metal or country. Yeah, or, or when and the, like, I know when there's some kids that are trying here? to do like hip hop stuff, but. But when the music festival comes here, yeah, I kind of got. It seemed like the same bands were, and it's like or the jazz festival or these things. They're they're very strategically uh, marketing these larger, you know, better funded festivals to uh, to older white people. Oh yeah, totally. clearly. I mean, yeah, it's, totally. And it's it's <laughs> not really, you know. That was what I was thought was so cool about Mar- I I couldn't get over the Marley couple is how diverse you have a bunch of little kids running around, old people, black people, white people, islanders, you know, it's just like Yeah. This is what I want for Grayson Stadium. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would be great, but I, you know we'll see. I you know, I, anything that can that can happen I think would be a part of it. I talked a couple years back about trying to put together like a kind of a stopover for hip hop. Um, because I think if done right, you know, it can be really, really positive and powerful in this town. Oh, yeah. Um, I, you know, I think hip-hop is such a big uh, cultural bridge. Well, a lot of these people don't understand that it's not all right. about the violence. And the, right. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, yeah. And, and it's, it's such a weird, uh, such a, also, cult, like, Hip hop is a is a is a weird thing here too, because there's not much of a hip hop culture like I thought would be here. I was harassed at a police station years ago after my house was uh, robbed. I was flown out of police. Uh, I was flown out of police report. Downtown Haversham. Yeah, I was sit saying, in a room. Well, I was by at, yourself. I was because you were the one that got stuck up. Because I've been there. I was at the <laughs> I was at the counter, and I was filling out a police form. Um, you know, for, for for having my my whole house was just ravaged. Everything was taken. And a middle age, I would say mid forties at the time. This was about eight years ago. Black man, cop. Yeah. Stopped to give me a hard time about the public enemy tattoo on my leg because he didn't know what it was. Well, he, oh, he didn't know what it and was. He thought it was offensive to police officers. Oh, okay. And he said, yeah. he said, what's that on your leg? And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, that tattoo, is that a cop in the crosshairs? Yeah. And I looked at him like, you don't know what this is? Right. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little bit embarrassed by having it. For I can't one. believe I even saw them in this town. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe. And so this dude, I don't want to disrespect him, but I want to be like, 
bro, this is for you. <laughs> yeah, right? This, this isn't... Is, this is for you. Like, and he, he said, well, it looks like a He cop just thought it was a cop killer tattoo. Or, yeah, and I yeah. said, no, man, it's a Public Enemy logo. You know Public Enemy? And he didn't. Yeah. And I was like, what is this place? Well, that's what I feel like a lot of this problem is. They can't... They're out Okay, so we talked about a lot of great things on the show. Um, apologies to Jimmy, it got cut off. We're going to get better as this as we go along. As I mentioned, this is the inaugural podcast. Um, uh, Jimmy's going to, Jimmy Shop will be well represented at the Savannah Tattoo Convention this weekend on uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can uh, follow Jimmy on social media at the Butcher Brand on Instagram and uh, The Butcher Brand on Twitter. That's all caps. T-H-E-B-U-T-C-H-E-R-B-R-A-N-D. And we'll look forward to uh, speaking to him again in the future real soon. Uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. Um, you can follow me at Seaport Vision on Instagram. That's lowercase s-e-a-p-o-r-t-v-i-s-i-o-n seaport vision or on twitter at s-a-v like savannah slaw dog s-l-a-w-d-o-g and also you can hear me on thursday nights from eight to nine Playing the best in reggae dance hall on Crucial Rhythms live from the heart of beautiful Troop Square in downtown Savannah. Uh, the station, of course, WRUU.org. 107.5 FM. Uh, this is Seaport Pat signing off saying have a great week, everybody. Thanks for listening.